Fearless guys, how are you doing? Oh shit, start that again, fuck me. Keep the recording going, I'll just start it again. Yeah. Bada boom, realist guys in the room, how are you doing? Welcome to Love Podomania, episode number five, talking about money in the bank and kind of extreme rules slash raw this week. We tried doing an extreme rules podcast, but halfway through, after some, in my humble opinion, some great discussion, the podcast recording software decided to die and we were so disheartened that we didn't see a point in recording at the time so we're just going to combine it all into one big mesh today and we'll see how we get on but first of all let me introduce who's here i am dan murphy of course but also joining me today is thomas wilson also known as just wilson for this podcast wilson how are you i'm doing good um got quite a bit to say that's better of you yeah, I imagine, I imagine we all do. And also joining me today is Tom Malloy. Tom, how are you? I'm good, thank you, yeah. Um, just started my induction for my new job today, so uh, yeah, feel, feeling quite positive, yeah. Um, working at? It's just, um, well, it's, it's it's nothing too exciting, really. It's just uh, something I need to, uh, you know, pay the bills, grown-up stuff, so... Um, but no, um, I also have a lot to say about money in the bank, so I'm looking forward to getting onto this. Well, let's jump right in, and where else is there to start but the controversy? The first ever women's money in the bank match was won by Carmella, but in fact it was not. It was actually won by good old James Ellsworth. Ah, this is a weird one. I didn't... I think we all know the stage. It caused quite the controversy, and it's been kind of retconned, or at least given an extra wrinkle on after SmackDown when Daniel Bryan stripped Camilla of the briefcase and having another one next week. But this whole thing has been interesting to say the least. Wilson. Yeah, and when you say interesting, um, I'm hoping that you mean fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I the... actually like it. The, the, I mean, the balls to do that have to be admired. You could say they are great balls of fire. Yeah, as much as I disagree with the outcome, it is balls to do that. But obviously, you know, they didn't. They, <clears throat> they weren't anticipating the black, the backlash that they got, so they've Would done another not, one. Surely, they must have known. Surely, I, I, surely. I'm sure they had an idea, but I don't. I think they underestimated how much it would. Well, how much? Well, yeah. I mean, like you say, it's ballsy, but then they sort of lost the balls when on Tuesday when they completely sort of retracted the decision. Yeah. Oh, um, I think Camel's going to win again. Because I, 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 well, yeah, no, I think she'll win and she'll like win clean. But if she does, if she does win, that basically proves that they've done it just to. They want the they, image they only of make, the women actually yeah. holding the briefcase, which they probably should have thought about first. But I hope Ellsworth cheats Becky again, and I want Becky and. James Ellsworth from a match, and I want it to be like a Goldberg squash match where Becky just batters her. But on the actual case of the controversy itself, I understand that it looks quite bad, and there's obviously bad context and symbolism with it all. But I fucking love it. I can't help it. I think as a heel doing heel stuff, Ellsworth is brilliant. Or every obviously he's not very good at taking stars clashes or actually wrestling. But the character he plays is so. F- I find him so funny. I think he's great on the mic. He's good at being such a like a, just a weasley dickhead who you hate now. In fact, remember everyone loved him at first, and now people do genuinely hate him. And that hate first came in another ladder match. Funnily enough, he's the best climber in all of WWE. And I think I just think it's funny. I think it's 
And I also think it's good for Camilla. I think it's got no real heat. Might not be, might be too heated, but it's still real heat. And the promo she gave at the start of SmackDown earlier um, on Tuesday was brilliant. It was the best she's ever done, and she makes her pretty much the main heel of the SmackDown Women's Division. I thought Wilson. And I agree with all of that. I completely, 100% agree with everything you've just said. If it wasn't the very first ever Women's Money in the Bank match, yeah. I think that changes a lot of it. Yeah, but in the same breath. People have been mourning so much that they're going, oh, look, at the saying Charlotte and Sasha are making history. They're doing history. They're just making it historical for historical sake. They're not actually making it a reason. And so people just, people quickly learn. And I think there is a justified reason to be annoyed at this, but they'll just fucking mourn about anything, won't they? And I think James summed it up. Like, they were cheering for him when he climbed the fucking ladder. <laughs> to be fair, though, to be yeah, fair, I think we, yeah. as, much as, I dis- as much as I dislike the outcome, I think it's even worse that they're doing a second one next week. Because whoever wins that match, and we're all, all assuming it'll be Carmella again, it aren't we? Be. She's going to look like a fucking nerd coming out of it, regardless. Mm-hmm. No, I think they should just they should have just kept with it. Honestly, I think if Carmella doesn't win this now, it'd be fucking insulting to her. And oh yeah, I agree. I, I hope she, I genuinely hope she wins by Ellsworth fucking fucking over Becky again. I hope. Oh yeah, yeah, that was funny. When when Ellsworth pushed Becky off the ladder, I laughed so much. Yeah, like I like I like Becky. I thought like the face the face promise she did. To Daniel Bryan was pretty good, quite emotive. But I've never, to be honest with you, I've never, and maybe she's not been allowed really a chance to shine compared to others, but I've never really been blown away by her in any matches. I think her finish is pretty shite. So I obviously like her because she, how can you not like her? But she's not blown me or anything. And, I, and to see everyone getting pissed off because she's getting fucked over would kind of make me a little, that probably made me a bit happy. Yeah, people getting pissed off about um, Elsa pushing her off is just ODT. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just over the top. That's just being annoyed for the sake of being annoyed, but yeah, that, that was funny. That was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it was, I, I honestly thought, and I just thought this pay-per-view on a whole was, oh, it was alright. I thought I skipped Jinder and Orton, which probably, I was watching it, I'd finished my shift at work, but I couldn't leave because I was getting a lift off someone else who was still working. So I was watching it on my phone and I skipped all of Orton v Jinder and Unless anyone's got anything to actually say about it, I'm planning on doing the exact same in this podcast. I'd actually completely forgotten to forget about it when I was doing the list of matches. That's how much I couldn't give a fuck. Has anyone got anything to say about it? What, Jinder vs. Sarton? It was pretty much the same <laughs> as their Backlash, ma- backlash match. So. The same exactly, exactly the same finish, yeah. Um, oh. And as soon as you saw the Legends in the front row, you just knew. That fucking Bob Orton would get involved somehow. I actually so thought that was pretty funny, to be fair to him. I thought yeah, the Singh brothers, like, Bob Orton could still twat him, so it doesn't. Orton's rage is a little uncalled for, but man, the way he just kills them Singh brothers, they take bumps like motherfuckers. That guy who got the RKO through the table, Christ alive, I thought he was dead. And the first guy, and the other guy did the RKO on the mat. Man, they took him a whole lot better than Jinder does, play that way, but yeah. Pretty much the same match, Jinder reigns on. Okay. I kind of like. I don't like j- watching Jinder wrestle, but I kind of like him as a champion because he's just massive and kind of. Yeah, I like him as a champion. I think he's a good champion. Somehow, I don't really know why or how. Actually, I don't think he's that good on the mic. I think he, the look, the look's pretty good, despite how he may have tamed that look. I think <laughs> him coming out with the Singh brothers and then his new entrance kind of graphics. I think the music's actually pretty good as well for what he is. I love his music. I think his music's great. Yeah, I think I think the whole kind of look. <clears throat> if you like. If you watch this with no sound and skip all the wrestling, you'd think, oh, right, yeah, fair play. But obviously, missing all that other stuff is kind of the important stuff. Um, 
Fashion Files, that was a letdown, wasn't it? After all, yeah, that was a bit shit. I mean, I'm glad they're on the main card. I'm glad they got a win. The first, I think, Fandango's first win in a pay per view since 2013, no less. But we had all this great build up through Fashion Files and really funny uh, segments, and we have this mystery, and it ends up being the Ascension, which is pretty boring. Tom. Oh, yeah. Um... You know, I was I was sort of hoping there'd be a bit of a swerve here, and I was thinking American Alpha haven't been on TV in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, could they have? You know, could American yeah, Alpha be turning heel? Alpha heel turn, and then they come out on SmackDown. And that's... then, yeah, so you know, the Ascension—that's it. There's no like big payoff or anything. Um, yeah, it's just the Ascension. And how is you know how as much as I as much as I love Brizango and what they've been doing like last few months, Brizango versus Ascension is simply not a pay per view match, is it? It's just no. not like It was a SmackDown match, definitely. Yeah. Um Yeah. What so was the last time Ascension were even on SmackDown? I know. Match, so yeah. I mean well the last time the Ascension were on SmackDown I think that was as part of a it fashion was, files like, like, yeah. screaming at each other. And I actually quite <laughs> yeah. I don't mind the Ascension. I think Connor's shy but Victor's pretty good and I like I like their look and stuff. And I do think they should be given more time, but you can't just dump them like this, because it's like, what a letdown. Like, yeah, um, yeah, strange. Um, obviously, Brazango had to win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not there's not really that much because there, but I, st- I still love Brazango, and I think the fashion files are genius. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just hoping for a bit of a better payoff for this sort of storyline than that. Hopefully, we get something more soon enough. But anyway. Speaking of tag teams, the Usos just about retained, even though they lost the match after walking out on the match against the New Day. But I thought this was a cracking match. I actually didn't mind the finish because it's heels doing heel stuff. Obviously, I don't like it, but when you're analysing it, it's like, oh, it's fine because you got to keep the feud going. But Wilson, I thought this was a cracking match. I thought Kofi was yeah, this... fucking excellent. The Usos are great, and this was all good stuff. I think the New Day have really revitalised themselves on SmackDown because mm. on the on the SmackDown following this pay per view, they did one of their like classic walk to the ring promos, and it was actually kind of as edgy as you'd expect it to be. Oh, what they were saying, drop the soap and stuff like that. I was like, the yeah, and the nice picture hook, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just love. So yeah, I think they've really offended their second win on SmackDown. I don't know if it can continue. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this one, Tom? Yeah, I thought I thought it was a great tag match. You know, um, the I, I I love the I actually love the Usos as heels. I the think um, that's oh, really revitalised the characters. You know when they were sort of uh, when the gimmick was just sort of being Roman Reigns' cousin. They were obviously uh, quite boring. The thing is, uh, how cool would it be if they were a faction though? The fucking what if, like, with, with a heel, with a heel Roman Reigns? Yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. Even he, Roman Reigns. Yeah, he is sort of heel at the minute. He's, I mean, his promo on Raw on yeah. uh, <laughs> Monday night was very heel promo, but. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I, I love the Usos as heels. Obviously, uh, it was great to see the New Day again, and like like Wilson said, uh, looking very revitalised after coming to SmackDown. Um, you know, the ending. Like I say, heels doing heel things. It was it was frustrating. It was frustrating. It was frustrating because it had been such a great match up to that point. Mm. But obviously, you know, it keeps a feud going. I guess I did uh, feel like it could go another five minutes and kept going. That was the only annoying thing that it ended too soon. And that's kind yeah, of it was a very abrupt finish. It didn't come. The finish didn't happen when you would have expected it to. I'll tell you what, how's Big E not dead? That fucking spear he did to the outside. Oh, they look worse that's... every time he does it, man. They're gonna kill him. There was that was... a wince every time that happens. Oh, honestly, I yeah, I was cringing. It was awful. 
Um, but obviously great at the same time. We had Lana and Naomi, which was... Surprisingly very good. I wouldn't say very good, but I'd say... Not very good, no, 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 that's all I was telling it. But I think it wasn't as bad as it should have been. I think the things, I think they brought Carmella out wrongly. And she just came out, sat there, didn't really have an effect, and went back. And that kind of took it away. I think that took the momentum away. But considering it's like, you know, Lana's been doing some NXT house show matches and stuff like that. But for a debut single match, I thought she was alright. I think... I thought she was very competent, yeah. Yeah, she's, you know, it's going to take time to learn, but it's another... Suddenly, you know, suddenly after another person arrived, the Saturday's women division suddenly has a lot of bodies. The women's yeah. division, uh, the May Young Classic's happening in the summer, so there could be a lot of more recruits there as well. It's looking pretty pretty full, especially when you look at the shite that's happening on Raw. So I think it was promising, and I think hopefully Lana can just keep getting better, and it can be good. I mean, I want a uh, fucking Lana and Rusev versus this Mike guy and Maria. I don't know about you two. Yeah, I mean, um, back on 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 Lana for a minute. Um, yeah, there were a couple of sloppy moments, but there was there were some moments she looked, you know, she looked genuinely good. Like um, the first suplex she did, like into the ropes, mm. was like looked particularly like vicious yeah, um, gonna, and like painful to now. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, what I, what I didn't like about this match, obviously, I, I know in wrestling, you know. Um, People kick out of each other's finishes all the time, and yeah, it's, it's expected. Yeah. But it's Lana's day. De- it's Lana's debut, and you're having Naomi kick out of a finisher. Like, I think she made a mistake. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? I'm, re- I'm re- um, almost kind of poor. Maybe it's because she had. I can't really remember it. Didn't did she? Did Lana what? put pin, pin straight away after hitting it? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure she did. Because um, it's, like, it's like it's like a, it's like a power bomb, isn't it? So, yeah. and the way she hit, the way she hits it is. That Lana's legs sort of land for her shoulders anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I thought that was sort of poor booking because they could have done, they could have just done it how they did with the finish, where she goes to hit a finisher and then Naomi sort of reverses it into her. Uh, there was no need. To, there was no need to have a finisher and then just have a um, kick out of it for like a shock factor to think, oh my god, Lana's going to win. But um, no, um, you know, Lana, Lana will improve. Um, I think. Um. I do want to see Rusev, and the crowd wanted to see him as well. I think the crowd were chanting, "We want Rusev." He's going to be babyface when he returns because yeah. everyone loves right. him, and he's going to be—he's probably going to be the same old "I'm a foreigner, fucking boo me." But I want him back, and I want him to be Big Bartholm. Big, I can't I never say this name. Big Bartholm. Fal- I can't say it. Bar- Big Bartholm. That's the one. I just want him to come <laughs> back, be proper. I don't want him to be like the American dream works. I love America. All this stuff, and just be. Sick tag team with Lana, banging. And some Rusev. Uh, he has to come back in Kevin Owens' open challenge, surely. Oh, I hope so. That'd but be he's great. He's not going to win it, so who knows? Who knows? But what we all want to talk about: the main event, the men's money in the bank match, and it was. Oh, sorry. I'm real sorry, but before we talk about this, can I talk about Mike and Maria? Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, you're right. You. Yeah. I was going to say. I'm glad you're um, back. I've got. I got some stuff to say about this. Best theme tune ever? Question mark. No, their theme tune. I don't even remember it. But yeah, Mike and Maria debuted as well. Your love, your love. It was great. It was proper like. <laughs> I might have to go back and check that out. Hey, but... they've WWE yeah. uploaded it. You need to fucking listen to it. It's a great kind of soppy eighties kind of rom com tune, and it's perfect. I will do. And these two could be very good, but I'm about to make you both hate them okay. right now. <laughs> so get ready for this. Do you know how on Raw? They've been teasing. They've been having like Maurice like crying, like run away oh, from the Miz and stuff yeah. like that. I have this the, in the show notes for later on. 
the reason... Oh, do you want me to say this for later then? Go on, you, with, uh, you can say it now, go on. Alright, yeah, the reason they're doing this is because they want to break the Miz and Marisa up because Mike and Maria's gimmick is too similar to theirs. Yeah, well, it, yeah. that is quite sad. Very sad. Because uh, Maurice is the best manager in WWE. So is, 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 Maurice ju- is Maurice just going to go off TV or is she going to become part of the women's gonna, division? I, or? I think she's just going to fuck off. Yeah. Is, she, is that it? Is that the end? Um, Monday where she just stormed off. But, That's why they're putting like um, Bo Dallas and the other one mm-hmm. with... Okay, yeah, we'll get yeah. to it later, but I actually don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I really like Maurice. I think she's class. And she'll be back, undoubtedly. Maybe she just wants some time off. She's been on... You know, she, it's over a year now, surely. It's literally... Uh, it was WrestleMania last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the raft after WrestleMania, she yeah, did. So it's just been over a year now. Maybe she wants some time off to chill for a bit. I she'll be back eventually, and... Who knows? Miss Mike and Maria uh, gimmick might actually be better because this Mike guy, who, who's Mike, fill me in because he just looks like Keith Slater but a bit more. He was a well-groomed. he was a pretty big deal in TNA okay. over the past year or two, and by all accounts, he's shy. So right. make of that what you will. What do you think is going to happen here? Because I feel like Maria is going to be in the women's division and Mike's going to be the manager, which could lead to Mike the Ellsworth, which could be funny. I'm not sure. I don't know enough. I know I know some stuff about Maria, but. In terms of my kind of, I'm not got the. I hear Maria's all right, not pretty good. Maria's a pretty good. Maria's a good promo. She's a great manager. In ring, she's serviceable. Mm-hmm. So she's she'll probably be a good addition. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I like the gimmick already. I think it's funny and it should lead to good stuff. But as we were, the Money in the Bank ladder match was fucking excellent. I thought it was brilliantly kind of paced and booked. The spots Kevin Owens did were remarkable, and how he's not dead, I will never know. I thought it was Shinsuke, easily the best Shinsuke has ever been in WWE, including NXT, including the Sami Zayn debut match. I thought it was easily, I think this is the first time I ever clicked with Nakamura. I was like, right, this guy's fucking, I get it now. Cause he was, yeah, when his music hit during the match. Oof, just, that was great. Just how he was killing everyone. He just laid everyone out, and I've not seen kind of that intensity and that just kind of that pace from him at all and I tr- think I've talked about this before I've tried I watched the Sami Zayn v Nakamura match but when I watched it the first time I wasn't I didn't really know what was going on at first because it was the WrestleMania NXT wasn't it so I'd watched it when I first got back into wrestling so yeah. I watched it again towards the end of the year to see what the fuss was about because obviously everyone's still going on about it and again I didn't connect with it again and I, I don't know what it was I just couldn't really get it was obviously I'm not saying it was bad it's just I couldn't get onto it I couldn't really connect to it but Nakamura, I thought, was fucking amazing in this one. Absolutely brilliant. And as I say, for me at least, the best he's been in WWE. Then we had, obviously, AJV Nakamura, which was... I got goosebumps when... The, and it, I think it was a great shot, because we had there's like the close-up on Nakamura about to climb. Then he stopped, and we got a quick cut, and AJ was just there. Goosebumps. And I am quite the fan of the winner as well. I think this was brilliant all round. What did you think, Tom? Yeah, um... You know, I thought, oh, Max Clayton's just joined Blackpool. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, this is the line of Yenna Cross, and... cross, cross brand. Um, well, yeah. um, well, that's quite a fucking... I did not... Yeah, anyway, <laughs> uh, back, back, to, back to the Money in the Bank match. Um, yeah, I think um, Baron Corbin was sort of the obvious winner. Um, there were times in the match I genuinely thought Sami Zayn might actually do it. Um, you know, cock teasers, him winning something for years. Yeah. I mean, sim- sim- simply for the fact that, you know, a heel had won the, money, uh, the women's one as well. Mm. So I thought maybe a face for the male one. But obviously, Baron Corbin's a guy 
that they're looking to push um, in the future. And fair enough on that. Um, like you say, the the Nakamura style stare down that was uh, that sort of gets the juices flowing for some of on the scrap because I was adamant that when they zoomed out, Dolph and Baron were going to just batter them. Like, and not yeah. let it happen. I was like, no way they're going to shoot the Lord now, but they did, and it was fucking rather nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was lovely. And uh, do you think, do you think that will be SummerSlam, or do you think we'll have to wait it longer has to for be that? Or? Main event. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be Brock and uh, Roman, isn't it? Roman Reigns. But in the but, um, sense, it should be this, and it's money. They've seen, yeah, it now. Be... they've seen how the reaction to it. It just has to be. Yeah, I think I think you know it's it's hard to have a bad ladder match, really, isn't it? I think um, you know some of the spots you can do, um, and you know, like you say, Kevin Owens did in this match. Um, you know, I, I, love, I love a good ladder match, and um, especially one with like the Money in the Bank one, where you know, you, you, while Baron Corbin was a favorite, you don't know, you know, they could they could surprise you at the last minute and. Uh, but no, um, I think Baron Corbin winning is an interesting choice. It'll be interesting to see what he does with the um, with the briefcase. And uh, yeah, um, yes, a very good match to end the show uh, because I think on 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 the whole, I don't think the pay per view uh, the pay per view was that that good. Uh, there's been a, there's been a lot of people who've said it's like the worst one ever, that's, or like you know, which is yeah, I, and I don't I don't get where this is coming from. Um, like. Fair enough, you you're annoyed about um, the women's money in the bank match or whatever, and the result of that. But to just say you know it's the worst pay per view is preposterous. This I mean, was a million times better than the last one alone. Backlash exactly. was it? Yeah, like, it, was, it was a million times better than that. I thought it was. I thought yeah. it was three great, not two great, two great matches, and I quite like the women's match as well. And I don't think Jinder and Orton was bad. It's just both of them are quite boring. And then obviously the there was a couple of like I say, I think Lana was alright, and then there's just the you know, Brizango was just more of a letdown than a bad match. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. But the ladder match itself, Wilson. I mean, I think one of my favourite spots was AJ dangling and just how brutal it was when he just fell. There was no. Oh, that made me it. cringe. That did. Was, oh yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. That was that and was incredible. Sammy Sunset flip a fight, snapped his leg in half. Christ, yeah. alive, these boys, fucking themselves up. For, for our when do we um? When do we think that Baron's going to cash it in? Because I think he'll leave it quite late. I think after they shot the load so quickly last year. You know, on the same night, it felt like we've not had a money in the bank for ages. So I, ho- I hope Baron stick. You know what it'll be? It'll be when Sammy finally wins a belt or the belt. Oh yeah, that's then, true. And then, oh, we're like, for God's sake, that's that's the only bad. Thing. Like, I think heels with the briefcase are good, and Baron on the talking smack right after it was brilliant. I just think we all know how the cash-ins are going to go every time. It's going to be the Rey Mysterio factor, and it's going to be so much. So it's even going to be after. AJ slash Shinsuke slash maybe Sammy at Mania, I reckon. They're, they've just got, done something amazing. They've got the belt. Someone he likes won the belt, and then Baron's going to come on in and win it himself. Yeah, that'd be perfect for Baron's character as well. He's great. I mean, did you see Talking Smack when he said uh, working hard is just a crutch for the talentless? I was like, oh, Christ alive. No, <laughs> I didn't see it. that. That yeah, was, well, yeah, that's what he was, that, yeah, that's what you were saying about because Jinder Mahal came on and said he works harder than anyone in the dressing yeah. room, didn't he? And then Baron Corbin was just like, "Oh, that's just an excuse for people who aren't any good in the ring," sort of uh, mm-hmm. sort of situation. Um, but 
you know, I mean, yeah, um, I'm not the biggest Baron Corbin fan, but like I said, I think it will be interesting to see how this can help his character develop going forward. And I, I, I really like Baron. I think his move set is like these are some of like big moves, like his choke slam onto the. Oh, I, lo- I love the end. I love the end of days. Yeah, and, um, end of days is the, the best deep, the deep for six me, as and well. his deep six is class. I think he's great. He's got such a good arsenal. I like his look. I like his music. I like his entrance. I like the only bad thing about him. I think, and he said another great line on Talk Smack as well about he doesn't need abs to punch people. I was like, you go some. It's like that's the whole thing. On Talk Smack is great because he's not scripted and he's not giving shit lines. I think when he's doing promos or kind of speaking after an attack or whatever, when he's scripted, he does come across quite badly. But yeah, what do you reckon, Wilson to Baron? Um, I used to be an active Baron hater back in his NXT days. But he's really turning around. I wouldn't go as far to call myself a fan, but um, I'm certainly not mad that he's got the briefcase. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think of the whole match in general? Match was great. Um, Shinsuke getting injured at the start of the match during his entrance was kind of disappointing because I think I was... after seeing him climb the ladder on SmackDown the previous week, I think it's pretty obvious he's and he's said himself he's never been in a ladder match. I think it's pre- I don't think he actually climbed the ladder once in the actual match. I think it's pretty clear he's not comfortable on ladders, uh, and didn't. I think they got him out of the match to save him a little bit. Oh, I didn't know that. That's, that's, that's pretty smart. Then. But yeah, this match was fantastic. Um, AJ and Shinsuke going at it just gave me fucking goosebumps mm-hmm. throughout. That when those two eventually square off in the WWE, that's going to be a fucking just printing money. I think. Yeah, yeah I think. Owens, I think Owens has to be the MVP though. The amount of kind of bumps he took and was still going, the the AJ and there's nothing broke for him. Like when he, AJ did that uh, DVD onto the uh, fucking ladder and it didn't snap. I was like, you poor bastard. And the one, yeah, was, was it? Which one was the? Oh, he landed on, and you could actually hear him fucking screaming for ages, so you could tell it, and it sounded pretty genuine. Though at one when he kind of. Did he get off the top rope onto something from Sammy? I'm pushed. And like kind of landed on the leg of the ladder on the back. Oh man, he looked brutal. Oh yeah, the same thing actually. Yeah, I think so. He took some brutal bumps, and yeah, I think Shinsuke. I was saying the best I've ever seen, and when he like just kinshassering everyone to death, when Owens was kind of holding on to that ladder, just trying to hang on, and they just casually walked out the ring, he fucking battered him. It was like all oh, great stuff. But yeah, I found. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty alright pay per view, as kind of B. Well, it's kind of money in the max of B tier. Like I, I, I think. I think like the reason. Um, I think the reason a lot of people might have been disappointed with it as well is uh, last year's Money in the Bank was so good as well. Um, I think. Well, from my memory, it was one of the better pay per views of last year because you had the whole Rollins beat Reigns and then sort of. Um, the factor of Dean Ambrose cashing in straight away and that was sort of like a big memorable moment that happened. Um, and I'm sure there were some other great matches in there as well. But um, yeah, so I think I think people have harshly sort of criticised this one. But, um, you know, it was, it was fair enough for like a B-level pay-per-view, as you say. Do you think the money in the bank should be a joint thing? Like both yes. fans? Like yes. Each team, each kind of... It should be eight-man or no, six-man. Each brand has three each. I agree. I think that'd be a lot better. But hey ho, it's been and gone. We can only move on. Now, this is going to be kind of a combination of Raw and Extreme Rules. Kind of update on what happened at Extreme Rules. Give thoughts and then use kind of 
talk about what's happening in the last two weeks on Raw. We'll start with Cesaro and Sh- I'm pretty sure this happened in Extreme Rules. Yeah, they did. They beat. Did they beat the Hardys or they just retained? Can't really remember. <laughs> Honestly, I Extreme Rules is a blur to me at this point. Either way, Cesaro and Sheamus are the uh, champions uh, after beating the Hardys. They did beat the Hardys. I could have got them in notes here. Uh, which I think we all thought was good at the time. What do we still think after two weeks? Their feud is still ongoing. No broken heart well, yet. But we I mean, you say, that, the, you, say that, you say that. You say that. You say feud still ongoing. Uh, but um, Cesaro and Sheamus um, were stuck with Titus O'Neil and uh, Apollo Crews on Monday. So uh, thanks for bringing them up because we'll go on a quick, yeah. we'll go on a quick uh, fucking divergence. Titus Brand killing it now. I understand that. Has Titus, Titus, has Titus had a face turn with, uh, I, I don't know. Cause... I think he's kind of just a manager, isn't he? He's just in between, just yeah. picking up his clients. I hope he gets like a brand together of heels and faces and has them doing stuff. I think what he's doing is so good. He's just, it might be a bit shit, and he's, but he's working with it. He's making it funny. He just he kind of botches a delivery every now and then, but he's good. I think what's funny, um, lost his train of thought because someone just made a noise outside. I like how... I like stuff with Tozawa. He's kind of interviewing, um, interacting with the cruiserweights, bigging up Tozawa, which is obviously going to get Tozawa battered by Neville. The power of Tozawa is really good. And I like Titus. I mean, it's good to get everybody doing stuff, and I don't like people just never appearing. That's why I kind of like, and we'll talk to talk about it in a minute, how Bo Dallas and Axel actually have stuff to do now. I reckon a lot of people see it as oh the Miz is being dumped with these jobbers but no it should be no the Miz is going to elevate these jobbers to something more instead of them just being wasted yeah I agree um, speaking on Titus I fucking love him he's great he, he, he's not good in the ring he mm-hmm. can't be serious but when he's being funny and goofy mm-hmm. he's just he's such a lovable guy man he's such a yeah. nice like, have you, do you know his story Titus on here pardon do you know his story like how he's going to be in this world his fucking mum was kind of like raped when she was 12, I think. And that's how... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, dark shit, man. And he's fucking come out of poverty and stuff to be an absolute don. Like an ambassador and a talks person for like every charity WWE does. He's a great lad and I fucking find him so funny doing this sort of stuff. And all the best to him. I hope it keeps growing. I hope um, they actually become a proper tag team Apollo and uh, Titus a bit. It might not be great. It might just be prime time players Mark too, pretty much. But it gives something to do, and as we'll talk about in uh, a short while, the Raw Tag Team Division is lacking faces at the moment. But as we were saying, Sheamus and Cesaro, they are the champions. How are we feeling this is going, and what do we think is going to happen? Because they've got no one else to feud with after this. Um, Yeah, I mean, who are they going to feud with? Because they can only real, like the only real face... The only the only real credible face tag team are the um, the Hardy Boys, isn't it? So um, I reckon they might just put Sheamus Cesaro with the revival and just have it because that's the only thing they can do next. Or maybe yeah, there's, there's literally nothing else. Maybe they put revival into this program and have and and so and and so and so Big Show. Perhaps, but <laughs> maybe you never know. You don't know. You just get to still get to keep it. Do, 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 do you think that's going to happen? Because it's I can't see Enzo, I can't see Enzo as a singles wrestler. Um, we'll, at any we'll point, talk, we will talk about them as we come on. But I, I, it's going to happen once. But yeah, what do you reckon to all this situation, Wilson? Do you see revival getting added and it being a free? Uh, I guess, what's the word for free? Way triple threat. Triple threat. Yeah. Uh, no, because I don't watch Raw, but that sounds like it'll be a good match. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably start watching Raw again. Now that, um, it was really good this week, to be fair. It was yeah. really, really good. And I'll explain why further on. Um, we talked about this in depth on the Dead Podcast RIP. Bliss beat Bailey at Extreme Rules. It was absolutely appalling. And poor old Bailey, she's been treated like an absolute fucking broken doll. And she's finally kind of kind of going on a redemption arc, I think, by battering up everyone. She had delivered a brutal knee to Emma on Raw this past week. But with every passing week, every Raw women's segment is just a women's segment. There's nothing, uh, there's no kind of single rivalries going on. It's just every woman pouring out at the same time, so they're all on telly. And it's fucking really bad booking, for my opinion. It makes sense on the SmackDown at the minute, because they're all involved in the same match, and it's for the story and stuff. But what they're doing on at the minute with the women on Raw, uh, Tom, I think it's pretty appalling. Yeah, um, like they got five minutes of a three-hour show, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, ridiculous. Um, you know, last week Emma, came, Emma made a sort of big return from injury, and she was the one who took the pin in a tag match. Didn't need to happen. Yeah. Um, it's just stupid. There's, I, I don't get it. I don't get what they're doing with the women. I don't get that Bailey interview last week where she said she don't like hurting people when she literally is meant to hurt people for a living. That's a job. Like, um, you know, and I know people know wrestling's, you know, fake and stuff, but like, come on. Yeah, I know. Like, your job is literally to hurt people and like pin people or make them submit or whatever. And, you know, ridiculous. But, um, yeah, uh, Bailey just looks like such an idiot since the whole Alexa Bliss thing at Extreme Rules. The most, uh, most face of NXT ever, and they fucked yeah. it up. They fucked up American Alpha. They kind of, not completely, but Finn Balor's stuck in the thing with Elias Sampson. No, I don't think that's bad, because Elias Sampson's been doing really, really well on Raw. He's been doing great stuff. But he's kind of malingering, and now Bailey's the biggest fuck-up of all. They cannot book NXT faces. I know. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really know what to say about the women's division. It's just so... Like it's just such a clusterfuck, really, isn't it? it really at the minute, is, really. and uh, they don't seem to have any direction for it. I mean, what is the next feud going to be? Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax? Is that what they're going to go for? It'd have to be Sasha, won't it? Uh, oh, maybe. <laughs> I'm sure Wilson will be happy about that one. Uh, delighted. Don't be too harsh. Anyway, something <laughs> that will make Wilson happier is that the Miz beat Dean Ambrose for the IC belt yes. that we all wanted. He's the champ who runs the camp. He's got it down. But he's still feuding with Dino. I'd have thought, I'd have hoped Dino to move on to something new, but alas. But they're keeping it kind of fresh. They had a celebration. Miz was paranoid about Dean being a bear. He battered up the bear, and it was a nobody. He beat up a, a box, and it was an alarm clock. Uh, an alarm clock. A grandfather clock. Which Marie said it's for you because it's timeless. That makes no sense. How is a clock timeless? Like it keeps time. It doesn't have time. It doesn't not have time. If it was broken, it would have been timeless. Uh, well, I don't think that's the line they were going for. But um, <laughs> And then this week we had Dean getting beaten up by Bears, who were Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. And I don't mind this keep going, because it's fresh, it's getting new people involved, it's different, and end of the day, they're, pretty, they're both all right, aren't they? Wilson. Yeah, I mean, I think Ambrose has always had this issue. He just... Overstays his welcoming rivalries, mm-hmm. which is just kind of annoying. Um, I hope he doesn't get the title back, but seeing has how much they've hot potato of the title in the past few years, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, as far as Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas go, I think that could, it could be good for them because they both clearly 
have something. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much denying that. But yeah, he came out this week and got squashed by Bella. Why did he... I, I, to be fair, actually, I'm saying that. Who did? Uh, Bo. All right, that's But I'll, actually, I'll retcon that comment because he was... They did lead that into him teaming up with Miz because he was downtrodden at the backstage and then uh, Axel came out to him. He's like, come on, guy, I still believe. Then Miz came over and recruited him. And it's good. I think the Entourage is like a decent name for Miz's kind of group. I think we'll get a kind of a return to how Bo was like when he kind of rinsed Florida. Oh, I love that. Right. <laughs> one of my favorite videos. Never if we forget. get Axel and Bo dressed in fucking dapper gear and stuff, I, I think it'd be pretty funny. And, yeah, I, I'm alright with this continuing to it. Well, great balls of fire at least, and who knows what afterwards. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, um, yeah, like I say, um, it's a shame about Miz and Maurice, isn't it? But, um, like you say, with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, at least it gives them something to do. I mean, they tried giving Bo Dallas sort of a character change last year at some point, didn't they, where they had this yeah. whole believe in Bo sort of thing. and battering people, um, and went nowhere. Well, he'd be, he, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure he pinned Neville on Raw at one point, and that was just before Neville moved to the uh, cruiserweight right, division. I think that was Neville's last sort of main roster match. <laughs> no, Neville is the best heel in the company. Who, yeah. I'll tell you what, um, going back to Titus brand, I want Neville to batter Titus as well. I just want a cruiserweight to absolutely batter someone who's massive to give the division a bit more legitimacy. If you get Neville to just German suplex Titus and absolutely beat him up, that I think that'd make the cruiserweight division look so much better. Hopefully. Yeah, com- completely agreed. Um, yeah, I think the cruiserweight division does need a shot in the arm as well. But, um, well, well, it could be getting yeah. one, which we'll talk about again. Yeah, but... Now. Getting back, getting back to the the missile stuff. Yeah, I think I just don't know about Dean Ambrose um, in general anymore. Uh, um, when I first started watching it, I was a fan, but I don't know. I just like like you said, he seems to outstay his welcome in um, rivalries and stuff. But I suppose at the same time, we had the Miz Dean Ambrose rivalry on SmackDown literally six months ago, so. Um, it's hard to get excited about, isn't it? Really, um, seeing it again, and you know, I, I just, I, I, I'm looking forward to see. Hopefully, the Miz get something fresh in the IC title um, sort of picture, and yeah. as part of this new sort of stable, he seems to have um, formed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we can only wait and see. My one of my favorite bits of RAW in the last few weeks has been the Gold Dust and Our Chief promos. We are getting proper nineties. Gold Dust heel uh, movie related uh, promos with great music, great kind of gold glittering graphics. Then we're getting a serious R Truth for the first time since, well, since ever for me. And he, I mean, he's getting his promos were a little more repetitive, but his last one was really good, I thought. And we're going to have a match, fittingly enough, in LA next week. And I really, really hope the crowd kind of gets behind it. They don't just fucking boo it or, you know, beach ball it or take the piss. I hope. I hope they're given long enough to actually put on a decent match. I hope they get given a good spot, not just a death spot. I hope there's some importance given to it. And I really think this could... I don't think it's going to set the world alight, but I hope they have a match at Great Balls, <laughs> which forever it will be, now be known as. And I hope this is given some serious kind of clout to it, uh, Wilson. Yeah, I, I think it's weird having the match on Raw, the first confrontation between them. I think, I don't think it'll be like... to keep it going, because the promos are... They're great, but I think they need to... <laughs> get done with if you get me 
I don't think it will be like a proper match, clean finish and all that. I think there will be shenanigans that lead to a pay-per-view match. But, yeah. This, I hope this, they don't fuck this up, which, of course, it's much easier said than done, mm-hmm. given the company. But, yeah. Um, I think, yeah. We'll just have to play and see. The worst thing would be if this ended up being a preview uh, match. I was like, oh, come on. You've, you've, you know, you've given these promos so much effort. The lads are clearly putting effort into it. They're both decent. Like, I... I was when our truth did was he in a match was he in like a tag team turmoil match or something recently and they got a bit of a run out so he was in something they had a good spell and he like truth can still move and it's easy to forget he's like in his 40s and gold dust is you know still um, as handy as ever they both know what they're doing I reckon this will be really good and I hope it's given time to Tom yeah um absolutely you know um Obviously, the Golden Truth, they were sort of a uh, comic relief as a tag team, but these promos have been really good the last few, um, last few weeks, surprisingly enough. Um, you know, um, I thought both men had sort of outstayed their welcome um, in the WWE, perhaps. Obviously, Gold- Goldust has been there an incredible amount of time now, um, since the mid-90s. So, uh, this might, I'd imagine this is definitely his sort of final run um, of any sort. Um, and... You know, after our truth as well. You know, we uh, I, I can't see him doing that much in the future. So it'll be nice for him to both uh, both in good service to the company. You know, get a get a good match out of it. And like you say, if it was consigned to the pre-show, it, it'd be a shame. Um, yeah, because I mean, like like you say, they've they've taken the time to build it. It isn't like uh, it isn't like a match they've just decided two weeks before. They've they've had a good few weeks building this now. Mm. So um, hopefully, they get time to uh, do something decent with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, the main event of Extreme Rules was the Fatal Five way to decide the number one contender for Brock Lesnar's championship, and it was won by Samoa Joe. And in the intervening weeks since, Joe has finally been booked ish to look fucking great. He came out, uh, is interrupted by Paul Heyman, after which he then choked out Paul Heyman in the middle of the ring in one of the most badass. Kind of badass, but not kind of badass in the same way because he was choking at Paul Heyman, but kind of calculated and cold how he just talked to him. He's like, I'm, something bad is going to happen to you. I'm going to choke you out. And you're going to tell Brock, fucking come here, lad. I thought it was great. It came across especially well on telly since we could kind of just about hear Brock, um, Joe telling Heyman. It was, I thought it was brilliant. Then we had Brock and Joe brawl. We had to get all the shitters out to break it up. That was, gr- I think that was, again great to build the match with great balls of fire and I think if they're allowed this could be brilliant and hopefully it won't just be a Brock squash Tom yeah obviously um, I, I don't think it will be a Brock squash because um, thankfully they are sort of building it as the um, you know as a dream match that on paper it is you know um, you know Brock Lesnar has forever been one of like WWE's biggest names and obviously Joe was sort of one of TNA's biggest names for, like, years, along with AJ Styles and the likes of that. So, for them to both come together, um, you know, and wrestle, um, it should be a great match. And, like, if they have the time and if... And, more importantly, if Brock puts the effort into the match... Um, if he puts as much effort as it into the match as he did the brawl, then, brilliant, because the way he clotheslined them poor security guards, I thought they were decapitated. Christ. I know. Um, obviously, obviously, Brock's you know he he can, he can be fantastic in it, but I think the problem with Brock sometimes is 
So I, I think sometimes you just can't really be bothered, can he? And um, you know, he's getting he's getting paid either way. So I, I'm hoping that he does put the effort in mm-hmm. because the two of them should have a really cracking match. Just two yeah, big guys just going at it. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon, Tom? I mean, Wilson. Sorry, Michael's in it. Um, yeah, I think this ma- this build up has been really good, but I mean. We all know how the match itself is going to go. It's just going to be a brawl. few German suplexes. You think Joel will probably get some hope spots in. And um, yeah, I think this will be a five to ten minute job at most. Imagine a muscle buster on Brock. I can imagine it. But I can't. I, don't I mean, I don't know how we fucking... I, I can't imagine that congregation of meat. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. This build-up has been good. The the putting the putting Hammond in the Kikino clutch was very very cool. The like the scary whispering he was doing to him before it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's good for Joe. But I don't think he'll. As long as Joe comes out, like as long as Joe doesn't get battered and he can put up a credible because they build him as he's you know he can meet up to Brock. He can see eye to eye. He's not scared of him. He can kind of go. If they, as long as he doesn't get battered and squashed in like five minutes, as long as it's at least, I'd say at least over ten, which I'm hoping, or at least even if it's below ten, as long as it's a full-on brawl for like eight minutes, just each other battering each other, Joe gets good hits in, Brock's down, but you know he's a beast, and eventually he just kind of wears away, and then Joe, you know, kind of succumbs. I think it'd be great for Joe because it's kind of giving him some legitimacy. It's only happened this much only happened because of Braun's injury, but. I'm excited, and I, they've built it well, and hopefully it can elevate Joel to even further heights. Now, that's kind can of... We, cool. are you, were you going to get on to Roman Reigns, or... Um, were, you, what about him? Um, just the fact that he lost a number one contender's match, and then he announced himself as a number one contender of the winner of Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar. Mental. Yeah, it's his yard, isn't it? So I suppose, it, I suppose he can do what he wants. But I mean, how how much of a heel promo was that though by Roman Reigns? I retired the Undertaker. I beat everyone you like like up. It's like I beat. Well, he just he just reeled off like massive faces, didn't he? You know, I beat Finn Balor. I beat Seth Rollins. I beat. I've retired the Undertaker. Finn Balor. Finn Balor was curiously left off the list, but everyone else was on it. Yeah, um, but you know, um, yeah, I I think I think I just I I do just think he is. He He beat him recently, didn't he? Yeah, match, um, I'm on about the one when Finn won his first match and rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and then like I say, unless you're John Cena, you can't just announce that you're, uh, you know, that you're the number one contender. That's also quite Cena. a real thing to do. Yeah, he is, he is a new John Cena. Isn't he? I don't but, um, think he is going to get that match though. I think I mean, may as well strong, get into it. I strong, think Braun v Brock at SummerSlam, and my God, I want it so badly because oh, okay. Braun Strowman, he's back, baby. He popped out of an ambulance. He fucking roared. And he went and beat the shit out of Roman in the greatest babyface return ever, Wilson. Yeah, Braun coming back might just be the catalyst that gets me watching Raw Weekly again. I saw the, the video of him returning and I was like, oh, he hasn't lost it, has he? he still <laughs> who, has... who would have thought that Braun Strowman would end up being the most successful member of the Wyatt family? Oh, he's so good. I fucking love him so much. He's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. And, oh, Tom, like, I, when Brock and Braun fight... I can't, I can't, I'm just like, drooling thinking about it. Yeah, I've Braun Strowman, like you say, massive baby face pop when he came out. Um, he's he's a he's a star, isn't he? Um, 
you know, it was a shame he got injured when he did. Obviously, it wasn't as, uh, wasn't as serious as it was made out to be, so I he can look he, superhuman now. But Yeah, I mean, I think it's actually worked out well for him, because obviously, at the heart, absence makes the heart grow fonder. He looks like a fucking monster, even more so. And, and you, you know, just, a, just a pop when he said, I'm not yeah, finished exactly. with you. Like, I was waiting for it. I was, I, <laughs> yeah. was like, I was hoping you'd say it straight away, like, straight away yeah. but the build for it was great. And it's like, oh, you, you've got you got a monster in one then. That's, you've got... that's, his, that's, that's officially his catchphrase now, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it uh, really is. And he's just going to come out of nowhere. I hope he just, for years, like years after years after this feud's over, we'll just hear it out of nowhere and just batters Roman for no reason. Yeah, um, <laughs> he, he's, he's fantastic and... You know, WWE have really shown with Braun Strowman that um, they can yeah. sort of take a little pet project and make it successful, Definitely. you know. And, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because um, obviously a lot of people moan about Roman Reigns being pushed down people's throat, but with Strowman they've built him up sort of organically, you know, they just fed him loads. Well, it was Braun and Jinder. Jinder, number one contender after not winning a match in eight months. Braun... Started beating up, elevated Ellsworth as well. Like, let's not forget, like it was him who kind of obviously it was Ellsworth on good work, but he kind of helped um, Ellsworth get out of nothing just from being good at battering him up. Then he, you know, he built him by beating jobbers and beating three jobbers and beating twelve jobbers all on top of each other. Then beating lower people in the food chain. Then building up, beating people we know who are actually good getting involved in the main event scene, beating everybody up, being fucking great with his shouting and stuff. And, you know, slowly, organically, it wouldn't... I wouldn't care at all. In fact, I'd love it if he beat Brock for the bloody title. Who just said that 12 months ago? Yeah, I think... Says, I, yeah, just go on, go on, Tom. Yeah, no, I think it is a shame that, you know... Um, Brock, Brock, obviously, the, the plan. Every, everyone knows it's Brock versus Roman at WrestleMania. So I hope they change it so badly. Imagine if yeah. Braun had the money in the bank and Roman <laughs> beats Brock, and then fucking right at the end of WrestleMania, I'm not finished with you. <laughs> oh, on, that that, that would have been incredible. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, big Braun, my guy. My but guy. yeah, they, yeah, but he's built him up, built him up organically. Just you know, fed him jobbers, built him up for like a year, and then well, not a year, but like about six months, and then just unleashed him and. Uh, you know, brilliant stuff, yeah, and um, and now he's become like one of pretty much every sort of one of everyone's favourites. So uh, he's probably the fantastic. biggest star in Raw, I think, apart from Brock. Obviously, yeah. like no one got as big as a pop as him. I don't know he was returning and whatnot, but he's fucking loved because he's old school. He's just funny and good, and it's great. What were you gonna say, Wilson? Uh, hi, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, I wasn't really going to say anything that profound. I was just going to say he deserves every fucking title in the uh, yeah. in the company. Absolutely. And finally, just think that Raw's been really good this past few weeks. And actually, I was going to say, Tom, it's because when they actually show that they're thinking long term and they actually put their mind to it, commit to things, they can create good stuff. And look what they did with the whole Enzo and Cass and Kurt Angle, and Corey Graves, and The Revival, and Big Show. They took little nuggets of information, little kind of stories. They built it week after week for four weeks, Enzo and Cass getting attacked, and on the latest episode of Raw, it was revealed that the person attacking Enzo and attacking Cass was, in fact, Big Cass. And then we got, you know, um, it must be rubbing off in each other, because as well as Carmella, Big Cass gave his best promo ever, which was kind of truthful. I imagine everyone watching it was like, yeah, fair enough, mate. And, but it was really emotional because you kind of knew it was the last time we'd see these two kind of together. And Enzo was crying. 
it was brilliant and then after this great impassioned speech of how much he fucking hated Enzo he kicked him right in the face and now we have heel cast which after that could be pretty good Wilson and you know what my favourite thing about this whole angle was the angle? no they told you exactly who did this the first yeah, week it was you, you built up because um, because when it first transpired that Enzo had gotten attacked Corey Graves said on commentary I want to shake the hand of whoever did that. And then later on in the night, when Big Cass confronted Corey Graves about um, Graves accusing Cass of doing it, yeah. they shook hands at the end of it. They certainly did. And I think it's brilliant. I think Cass has been great in all this. He's kind of played the paranoid guy. And he's been... It could have been obvious that it was him, but it kind of wasn't. Like You could see it either way. You could see him just being jealous of Enzo and Big Show. You could see him kind of being annoyed that he's being accused and then all this stuff that it was him I think it's pretty well done I'm just really interested to see where it goes now uh, Tom because it could be it's obviously going to be Enzo and Cass feuding for a bit with Big Show in there we're hopefully yeah. going to have a you know, a Braun-esque Cass and Big Show match which kind of puts Cass over as the big heel hopefully and well, Cass because it's going to be a hated heel unlike Braun I think which could be quite interesting well yeah, like you said, though, like Cass's promo was a hundred percent accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? He said Enzo's mouth, um, Enzo's mouth cashes. No, Enzo's uh, ash, Enzo's mouth writes checks. That he's checks his ash cash. Cash. Yeah, and it is it's showing it. Like, you know, no one. You know, if if you're a shit talker, you have to back it up in the ring, don't you? And Enzo just doesn't ever. So. Um, you know, it was great. It was funny when he got booted in the face. Uh, it was really um, good acting by Enzo as well, a little Enzo's tear brilliant. rolling down his face. Enzo obviously isn't the best in the ring, but he's a great seller. Like he, he fucking took that kick on the head like a fucking motherfucker. And I say he's brilliant on the mic, and I think this could be real. This is obviously the means to get a cast over big time, but obviously heel's quite interesting, especially when Enzo and Cass have like 54 pieces of merch, which is more than anyone else on the roster, including Cena. So it's interesting that they're still, you know, they're still going to push him, and especially as a heel. But this could, this could push Enzo as well. Like, I don't think he's going to win. Obviously, he's going to get bad in every match, and it's a big show fighting his battles for him. But if Enzo's great on the mic, and if we could get a serious Enzo on the mic, like not making jokes, actually being heartful and kind of serious, this could be really good for him as well. So. Yeah. Um. It, do, do we think is Big Cass still going to do the uh, SAWFT chance? Considering that, yeah, I doubt it. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I reckon he'll drop all the stupid shit and be serious. Yeah. Um, he'll probably take the piss out of Enzo. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, um, like you say, I don't see how Enzo's going to win any matches unless there's some sort of stupid... Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, Because um, Enzo loses all the time, even when he's got big casts in his corner as well. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as as far as a singles feud goes, I can't see it going that far. But obviously, you know, I think when Cass was part of the Fatal Four Way for the yeah. Universal Championship, I think right. he more than held his own. Obviously, he went he went down first, but before that, he gave a good showing. I agree. Um, and um, you know, Vince McMahon likes big men, so Certainly he's does. gonna he's gonna get pushed, isn't he? And uh, get a great balls of fire match, either Enzo with well, big show with Enzo or Enzo just against Big Cass. They must have a Great balls, which kind of puts... I reckon it might be Cass and Big Show. Like, Enzo will fight him the couple of weeks on Raw, get battered every time. Gets Big Show to fight his battle for him, even though it did seem like Big Show stormed off 
on Monday. Do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah, um, and then it'll be interesting to see where Cass goes after that. And so, also interesting to see where Enzo goes. Well, because, that's what I was uh, ask. So, there's been rumours that he might just be a manager. I could see him being the Titus Brand spokesperson. Could be funny. Give him some comedy stuff. Because like, we haven't had a proper comedy wrestler, really, since Santino. Or at least a good one, apart from Ellsworth. So maybe he could just be a comedy kind of jobber and do the Santino role and be funny. Or, as everyone is rumouring, maybe go into the 205 Live, the uh, Cruiserweight division, which... Obviously, oh, he'd have to be carried in every match, Wilson, but uh, he's the face and the actual recognisable face and Mike's skills to perhaps get the division over. And what would be even funnier, if he did win the belt before Cass won anything, they could kind uh, of reignite that feud again by saying, maybe you were the one holding me back, you bastard. It's the darkest timeline you've just described there. Do you think? Enzo on 205 Live, he's serious. I mean, he'd be giving it a bit of that kind of personality <laughs> and face value and recognisability that it needs it's quite, quite desperately oh, I just don't think that would aid the show at all I think it would show the, there might be like one or two good promos every week more than there already is but I mean come on people watch that for um, people don't watch it that's the issue <laughs> good fair point but the people who do watch it they watch it for the high flying shit the we impressive ring and work. we don't get any of that there's no high flying shit in so far five. that's why I've kind of I used to, I, when it first started, I watched it for a good kind of till, till WrestleMania, pretty much. I watched it every week. I thought it was really funny. It was kind of some of the best kind of character work and story, done of little B-tier storytelling in the whole WWE, but it's had nothing kind of to that level for a while now. And Enzo, like I said, Enzo's obviously not going to be, he's not on the same level as pretty much any of the wrestlers in that division, but he's, apart from perhaps Neville, he's bigger than all of them at least to the WWE audience, and it could be the thing that kind of gets the Cruiserweight division some interest in it. Which hopefully kind of elevates everyone. I mean, I personally wouldn't do it, but I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Also, speaking on, on Enzo and Cass, I'm surprised they broke up without winning a single tag title. I think that's kind of it. Kind of helps the story, doesn't it? Because that's yeah, why that's Cass. True. We've never won anything with. But Enzo do you do you guys think do you guys think Enzo and Cass are being primed for the titles at Mania if the Hardy Boys wouldn't have come? Um. Interesting. Well, yeah, they they were my prediction for the title uh, at WrestleMania because. I think I predicted because... the champions. Was it the club? Oh, I can check who you predicted right now. Go on, cause I've, I feel like I would have said the club keep them. I think. But now, now, the, now the club are just massive jobbers, aren't they? Yeah, it's um, such a shame. They need to be... Who was it? Matt, was it Matt, Matt Hardy kicked out of the boot of doom? They like... Um, yeah, there's, no, there's no need to, really. You know, the Hardy boys didn't need yeah, to win that match. Yeah. The, uh, Dan, you predicted um, Enzo and Cass at Oh, did I? Well, there you go. Yeah. I guess I did think they were going to win it, and I, I imagine, as you say, I think they may well have done. Well, I was, thinking, I was thinking they'd missed the boat on Enzo and Cass. I feel like they should have maybe done it, because they were, they were protecting the um, the New Day streak, weren't they? Um, yeah. Record, and I feel, I feel like if they didn't have that to protect, they might have pulled the trigger on Enzo and Cass at an earlier date, and then by the time that they were ready to pull the trigger on him, sort of interest on them had waned a, a lot. Because when, when they first came in, they were, the crowd was so hot for him, like, um And then I think people I just lost watched, interest. With... I still watch their debut every now and then, because I think it's so good. Enzo was on fire and I absolutely rinsing Devon. But I think the issue is, with the tag team divisions on both shows, really, is that there's just not enough bodies there at all. There's literally only one face tag team on, and Heath and Rhino do not count. Are the only, there's only one... Th- 
incredible faced uh, tag team on Raw now. They're really lacking bodies, and they need to get people in there. And if that need, and even NXT has no fucking as well. It has the heavy machinery, and that's it. They have no face tag teams either. So they really need to start scouring fucking the indie scene and getting some good lads in. In my humble opinion. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like I say, um, the tag team division. It's it isn't it isn't fantastic at the moment, is it? But you know, when you've got people who've been stars around the world like the club and they're being treated as jobbers it's hard to um, you know I'd imagine it's hard to sell it to any of these sort of big indie stars mm-hmm. um, yeah mm-hmm. well it's been a few weeks since our last podcast so Wilson anything at all from the world of wrestling you want to discuss before we end oh, the show that's a good question Omega um, 2 is alright I've not seen that match yet Mad but I've heard it's amazing mm-hmm. uh, let's see no, not that I can think of. John Cena, free agent, for them ratings. Oh, there. yeah, that's that, that's interesting. Isn't it? He's coming back on July 4th. Yeah, of course he is. For his SummerSlam good. match. Who do you think he'll um, face? Ooh. Roman Reigns. <laughs> it might well be, you know. It might well be Roman, considering Braun is... And he'll, he'll, be, he'll, be like, is, no, he'll be like, this is my yard, know your place, sort of... Uh... I'd like that, I'd like that match. Yeah. That'd be alright. Maybe a number one, Maybe that was a number one contenders match for Mania, or anything, Maybe. What's what day is the fourth of July? Is it a Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Right, he's gonna come back, win Owens' his American US belt in the open challenge, and then it'll be Owens and Cena at SummerSlam. There you go. Ooh. Boom prediction. Very very um, perfect. Um yeah. Well that uh, that'd be that'd be swerve because they've gone for this free agent angle, so if he just went straight back to SmackDown that'd just be like Smackdown Yeah, that'd be a bit pointless. That would be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Right, so I reckon he'll turn up in Owens's open bank, open bank, open challenge t- uh, opportunity, win that belt, they'll have a match at Mania, or maybe seen him fix someone else at Mania, whatever. All good. Uh, anything you'd want to say from the last few weeks, Tom? Um, I, can't, I can't think of anything um, particular. Like, say, um, no, not really. Um no, I mean, it's gone a bit. Well, actually, it's gone a bit quiet on the sort of UK Championship recently, hasn't it? Um, since their since great match at NXT Takeover, yeah. Um, you know, since that, it's uh, going to be. I think Pete Dunne had a match on NXT a couple of weeks ago against um, Danny Birch. Yeah, uh, he did. Which was which was a solid match again. Um, but I think I don't know what's happening with this UK show that's supposed well, to be like at this point, regular. Like, God knows. I mean, I. I'm surprised they haven't got done in... Because they're kind of working closely with Progress now, it looks like Progress are going to go on the network at some point. I feel like they're kind of... They're being helpful with their... Like, Don, Bates, Seven, Andrews, they're being kind of helpful with their storylines in Progress, which is fucking well weird to say. But I kind of think, until Don loses the title to Travis Banks at Progress's big September show... I imagine we'll be quite quiet on anything happening, and after that, we might see Dunn kind of making the transition to NXT properly, and along with Bait and whatever, depending on what happens. Because they've got quite a good, interesting story going on. And if you're not watching Progress, get on demand.progress.com, get a subscription for about six pound a month, and fucking watch it all because it's class and much better than WWE on a consistent basis. And yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with all the WWE UK stuff eventually. Because ICW is meant to be going on the network as well, which obviously is where Wolfgang and a few others are kind of based. So yeah, it's all it's all very intriguing at the minute, and 
hopefully we get some updates on the UK show soon. The first load of uh, women's competitors for the May Young Classic have been announced as well. Like the Progress Women Champion Tony Storm, his class. Uh, Tessa Blanchard got announced today. Uh, some German woman called like the Alpha Female, I think. Jazzy, Jazzy something. Jazzy Bleasner or something. Who's like a six foot one and meant to be the monster heel that they want Nia Jax to be. Uh, and a few other uh, interesting names are in that. So that could be something to look forward to as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should be really so good. My Nixon Newell, my who I want to win. Absolute Donny, she's class. But anyway, that is the end of Love Power Mania episode 5. And there's a 55 then, we're not that far in at all. Episode 5. Thankfully, I managed to get through this one without my software dying. Fucking touch wood. If it dies now, we're never doing another one of these podcasts again. I've been Dan Murphy. You can follow me on Twitter at McBrosky. You can follow Tom on Twitter at Tom Malloy. And you can follow Wilson on Twitter at Cult of Wilson. And of course, you can find us all on at Lion of the NXT. And we are, of course, based on LionOfTheNXT.com, where, as the brief Max Clayton cameo uh, would tell you, we are a Bolton Wanderers website. It's currently, as you all well know, it's currently off-season. Nothing really much to talk about apart from Max Clayton, apparently. Hopefully, we'll have more stuff to talk about soon. Obviously, keep it on a line of air suite for all your Bolton Wanderers needs. But anyway, if there's nothing else to say, lads, it's time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Wilson. See you, lads. And it's goodbye from me.